welcome to this episode of the Fit to Lead podcast. I am super, to, super excited to have Esther Avant with me, who is a health and weight loss coach who's worked in the industry since 2007. Her mission is to help women live their happiest, healthiest, and most confident lives, and to change the fact that the majority of us are so preoccupied with our weight and our bodies that we never fully pursue our passions. So Esther, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for our conversation. Me too, me too. Your mission uh, resonates so much, so much with me, and I know so much with my listeners that I do think, um, you know, there's that struggle to get off the diet train and the, the pain, no pain, no gain uh, mentality that we all have. So I would love to hear about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so it's been long and windy, as is most women's, and that's a big part of why I do what I do, to try to help other women learn from my lessons and not have to make the same mistakes themselves and kind of expedite the process. But I started out, I originally majored in exercise science when I was in college, largely because I had found the gym tail end of high school and needed to pick a major. And I was like, well, I like working out, so let's do that. And that led me to becoming a personal trainer while I was in college. My first job out of school was personal training at a major commercial gym. And it was in working with my first batch of actual human being clients that I realized I needed to know more about nutrition. They're, my clients were just so frustrated that you know they're spending all this money on training and they're coming once or twice a week and they're working hard and they're not losing weight. And initially I didn't necessarily feel equipped to you know, really help them with that. And I realized this is, you know, what's happening outside the gym is a lot more impactful than what's happening the hour or two inside it. So that's when I started pursuing internships and certifications to kind of round out that piece of health coaching. And then the sort of final component was understanding more about psychology and behavior change, because all of this information is interesting, but unless you can convey it to someone in such a way that helps them actually implement it in their lives, it falls flat. So learning more about how to actually coach people and how to take somebody from, I know what to do to I'm actually doing it, um, is really the, the biggest piece of what we do. And throughout the course of, you know, kind of my pursuing these things professionally, I was also an experiment of one where I certainly had, I gained like 35 pounds my freshman year of college, lost it. I moved several times and sort of realized that food was a comfort when I was feeling isolated. It was what I turned to for all sorts of feelings and was really caught up in sort of a I don't know if, if it you know, technically qualifies as binging, but like certainly a binge and restrict type cycle of it being quote unquote good all week and then quote unquote blowing it all weekend sort of thing. Yeah. Um, then got, uh, got pregnant in my early thirties and have, you know, that's really kind of helped me reprioritize things as far as how long I spend exercising, the type of behaviors that I want to be exhibiting, that sort of thing. So that's kind of been the final piece is really learning how to find a better balance and not be stressing or obsessing over food or my body or exercise. And that sort of pretty easy maintenance feels like 
kind of unlocking the final level of, okay, it really is possible to have a, have a family, have a career, have a body that you're comfortable in and to not feel like any of it is overshadowing the rest. I love that. I love that. And that's so needed because I feel like like most women are on a perpetual diet, right? They're either, they're either gaining or losing. There, there is no middle ground. There is no, I'm happy here. I want to hang out here. What does that look like? So I love that you're doing that. So I'm assuming since you majored in, in exercise science that working out is probably a non-negotiable, but I would love to hear what else in your own self-care routine is a non-negotiable for you. I think the number one is sleep which I know may come as a surprise, but it's actually, so I mentioned I have a a four-year-old and my husband came home from a trip last night. So my son got to stay up late and he was just a total monster all day. He was irritable and very emotional, all the things. And I was thinking just how, like, that's not really a thing that we outgrow being, being this when we're tired. And one of the things I think really helps me keep the wheels on the bus is that sleep is my number one. I will go to bed with things undone because I know we actually just had a conversation about this, my husband and I, because we live in Germany and the Super Bowl starts at after midnight here. Oh, and he asked if I was gonna watch it. And I was like, I just I know how hard that's gonna make the entire rest of the week. It's just not worth it to me. So I've learned from a lot of under under sleeping that it just has to be a non-negotiable. I'm so much happier and more pleasant and more productive when I sleep, not to mention the way your hunger and fullness hormones get thrown out of whack when you're tired, you're also more prone to cravings, you're less easily satiated, you want sugar, all those things. So I'd say that's that's really the number one. If, if nothing else, I will get my sleep in. Um, and then the second would probably be just some form of movement, whether it's a walk or a workout. Um, that's a pretty close second. I love that. I love that. So, you know, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a business owner. I would love to hear some of the important lessons that you've learned, right? So, we, you know, we talked about sleep and how that could get your crank factor up, but would love to hear um, some lessons you've learned when it comes to prioritizing your health and what you could share with our listeners. One of the first lessons I learned after becoming a mom is just how wrong I was about how long workouts needed to be in order to be effective coming from a personal training background and especially spending my early twenties in a gym where my friends were the other trainers. When we weren't in sessions, we were hanging out, working out because it didn't make sense to leave that sort of thing. So it just kind of got ingrained in me that workouts needed to be time consuming. And then I had my son and was just like, well, that's not feasible anymore. So I really shifted from duration to just consistency. And now I'm going to be 37 in about a month. I'm in the best shape of my life. I look better. I'm stronger, all the things. And I work out 30-ish minutes a day. I'm very, very consistent with it. But that was really something is to to stop believing that there were there was like a minimum for it to count. Um, and I think valuing long-term consistency over basically anything else is another lesson, both in business and in health, mm-hmm. is that it's not what you do 
on occasion that matters. It's what you do most of the time. So if I'm showing up for my business in the ways that I need to, if I'm showing up for my health in the ways that I need to, as long as I'm at that like 85% threshold, it's all going to be fine. It doesn't need to be perfect. And um, that's been a really good lesson. And I think the third-ish one that comes to mind is just how important it is to set boundaries, especially if you're an entrepreneur or working from home. I feel like it's very easy for boundaries to get blurred and things kind of spill over. And if you don't put those kind of anchors in place, it's very easy to just tell yourself, oh, I'll play with the kids after I send this one more email, after I do this one more thing. And next thing you know, the whole evening is gone. So I try to treat my business hours the way I would if I had somewhere to go. And, you know, when, when my son came, comes home or when it's dinner time, laptop goes down, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm really trying to, whatever task I'm working on, I try to be really fully present with that rather than there in body, but, you know, elsewhere with my thoughts. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that's so important. And so when you're working with your clients, what are some of the common obstacles that you're seeing with them when it comes to trying to reach your goals? So if you have your sleep and check, you have your boundaries, um, you're getting your workouts in, what, what can, what, what's important for my listeners to hear in terms of maybe some of the most common ones that people aren't thinking about? So the obvious ones we kind of touched on, time management, just realizing that the big kind of players in your life, your career, your family, your, you know, spirituality, volunteering, that sort of thing, those likely aren't going to change. So you need to figure out how to move health on the, onto the priorities list and higher up there despite those things. So being more intentional with your time and actually mapping out, okay, if I'm saying this is important to me, when is it going to happen? Because it's not going to happen by chance. I need to make sure that I'm setting aside the time for it and that I treat it the same way I would if it was my boss or my kids or my spouse involved. Um, so that's one. And that really ties into setting boundaries. Maybe that means you need to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't take that project on, or I can't bake cookies for this thing. A lot of the women we work with just aren't in the habit of making themselves a priority. And there's a lot of discomfort that can come along with starting to make yourself one again. It can feel selfish or like you're letting other people down and really kind of processing those emotions and realizing I'm worthy of being a priority, period. And also, all these people who I'm saying are counting on me aren't getting the best of me if I'm not feeling good and I don't feel, you know, if I'm not healthy and I'm not taking care of myself. Um, so those are a couple. And I think the third is patience. We all want kind of proof that what we're doing is going to work before we even do anything. And <laughs> the best explanation of this, I read in a book once was that it's like needing to get the promotion in order to put in the work to deserve the promotion. And when we hear it in that context, we're like, like, well, that's silly. Like, of course, you just need to put in the work, show that you are capable and qualified and, you know, go after it. And then maybe it will happen. But when it comes to losing weight or improving health in general, we often feel like, well, if I don't have proof after a few days, then I'm out. So I think just patience of I'm going to need to change these habits and put in this work for a good chunk of time before I know that it's working. I just need to trust that if I do the right things for long enough, it will. Um, and then really kind of making sure that your expectations are realistic, that 
nothing is going to change drastically overnight because nothing changed drastically for you to get here. It happened gradually over time, often so slowly that you didn't even notice it, which is how yeah. now you're looking back and you're like, how did this happen? I don't I can't pinpoint the moment I didn't wake up 50 pounds heavier. Right. So it comes off in the same way. It's It comes off little by little. At first, it feels imperceptible. And then it's like, well, maybe a little bit. And then it's undeniable. But you got to stick it out to get to that point. Uh, and I love the promotion analogy. And it's almost like you look at it like, how am I going to like get a promotion in health, right? Well, you have to do these certain habits each and every day to consistently get your health promoted to the next level. So I love that analogy. I think that makes perfect sense, right? Because it's like- a, That's a great add-on. I love that. <clears throat> So yeah, I, I'm definitely going to start using that one. I like that a lot. Because <laughs> that's right, you want the proof. I mean, I think it's similar with business owners, right? It's like, well, I'm doing it. I did it for like a week. Why aren't I getting more email signups or getting more clients? And it's like, no, you have to, you have to keep doing it, right? You have to do the exactly. day in, the day out. <laughs> exactly. It's so common to, to, to feel or to say, I, I'm doing everything and nothing's working. And it's like, well, let's let's pause there. Either you're not doing everything or you're not doing the right things, or it just hasn't been long enough. You're never actually stuck. You just need to figure out which of those things applies here. And I thought of one more thing that's been super helpful for a lot of our clients as far as lessons go. And that's the idea of parenting yourself. So mm, I like when, that. When you're, when you're dealing with a kid, whether a toddler or a teenager, there are times when you just get this like, whiny, emotional kind of brat. And you have to put your foot down and say, well, too bad. This is what's happening, like it or not. Sometimes we need to give ourselves that same tough love and acknowledge when we're being, when our inner toddler is throwing a little tantrum. Uh, I don't want this for lunch or I'm too tired of my workout. Sometimes it's just too bad. I'm not entertaining your, your tantrum right now. This is what I said I'm going to do. We're going to do it. End of story. So I love that. You do that. The easier it gets to follow through. You just need to get into the habit of being a person who, who does what she says she's going to do. And the more you show up for yourself, just like you would any other person, the easier it becomes to do that without, you know, the, the inner dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's a great one. So are there any either recent or favorite books or podcasts you could recommend when it comes to, you know, up-leveling your health and, and um, you know, achieving your goals and stuff? So there are two books that I always recommend, and I always joke with clients, like, if I could force you to read, they would be required reading. The first <laughs> one is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's My favorite. widely applicable. Doesn't matter if we're talking health or whatever area of your life. It's so good. And one that you can just kind of pop open over and over, and you'll re refresh your memory on something, or something will be more useful than it was the first time. So it's one you can go back to over and over again. The second is called Chasing Cupcakes by Elizabeth, Elizabeth Benton. And it's more of an, I guess, like kind of inspirational, emotional. She's a, a, the author struggled with her weight from her childhood and had this like very traumatic, these traumatic experiences of, you know, being fat shamed and trying to basically hate herself into a smaller body. And it's just really kind of that, kick in the pants that you need from someone who is also very understanding of how difficult it can feel and things like that. So that's another one that I was like, you know, highlighting or underlining basically the whole thing. So it got to the point where I was like, 
just read it because yeah. so much of it is good. And it's a lot of really short, um, just kind of one-liners that, for example, something she talks about a lot is being someone who looks for solutions instead of excuses. Just these like really short, but very kind of pungent, oh, that will lodge in my brain and there will be a time in the future where I will um, remember that and it'll be really useful for me. So those are probably my top two book recommendations. Oh, I'm definitely going to check out the Chase and Cupcakes one. I have not heard of that one and it sounds amazing. So, and I love Atomic Habits. So another, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's funny because you know, the number one book you had, like a must read. I'm like, oh my God, that's what I tell my clients too. Like it applies to everything, like just life, parenting, work, all the things. Lovely. I love that. All right. So Last question, which is always the thinker, is your favorite life hack? Okay. I think that my favorite life hack is setting aside time each week for what we call life admin. And it's basically just you giving yourself an opportunity to get your ducks in a row, look ahead at what the week has in store for you. Something that I see trip up so many people is getting caught off guard by things that we actually did know were gonna happen. We just weren't prepared for. And life admin will make that less likely to happen. If you sit down with your calendar and you look at all the calendars, the spouse, the kids, the work, the all the things, and you actually figure out, okay, my meeting schedule, do I have food breaks during the day? If not, what am I gonna do about that so that I'm not ending up hangry and eating everything in sight when I get home from work? Am I going straight from back-to-back -back meetings to a sports game and the whole family is not going to get home until nine o'clock? Just what is going to happen this week? A lot of the stuff is, a lot of our time is spoken for, but we can't just go into our weeks hoping that things are somehow going to align so that we have just the time we need to exercise and we have time to make nutritious meals and eat at the table. This week is going to be pretty similar to last week. So life admin is kind of twofold. One, looking back at the previous week and saying, okay, what went well? What did I do to help that happen? And how do I make sure I continue to do that? Where did I get tripped up? What, you know, what surprised me or what was I unprepared for? How can I make sure that that doesn't keep happening? Because at a certain point you just have to be like, okay, Something has to change. If I'm always finding that I'm thrown, you know, headfirst into a really busy soccer tournament over the weekend and we end up getting fast food for four meals in a row, how many times is that going to happen before you realize I should probably do something differently in anticipation of that? So it gives you the opportunity to reflect and goal set, map out, you know, block out the time that you need so that sure, you're still going to get the occasional curveball but at least the whole week isn't feeling like it's just taking you by storm. You yeah. are an active participant. You're in the driver's seat. And when you have your overall plan for the week, you know, okay, I want to get in this number of workouts, that sort of thing. Even though it's never going to go exactly according to plan, it's more like your compass saying, okay, well, this is what I want to get done. I can be flexible on exactly how it happens, but at least I know where I'm trying to get rather than just, you know, kind of yeah. going, going with the flow. I love that. I love that. And it could help so many areas of your life, right? Like meal prepping, like knowing, okay, this needs to be a quick dinner or we need to get takeout or, you know what I mean? Plotting that ahead is going to re relieve the stress of those curveballs. Um, so I love that. I think that's, that's a brilliant and great life hack. So as we wrap 
wrap up, I would love for you to share where people can learn more about you, connect with you, all the things, and I'll make sure to include that all in the show notes so it's super easy. Awesome. Thank you. So my website is estheravant.com. Pretty easy. You can find our 12-week coaching program on there, as well as a lot of free resources. I have a podcast called Live Diet Free that you can find on Apple and Spotify. And I'm also active on Facebook and Instagram, esther.avant. And if you have listened to this podcast, I would love if you reached out and let me know. It'd be so fun to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I am so glad we were able to connect. It was a fabulous talking with you. I love learning more about you and your story. Thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. If you're ready to feel good in your own skin and feel like you could use some help, please let me know. I have a couple spots open in my Fit to Lead VIP one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and during that, you'll learn how to eat foods you love with minimal exercise to get the body that you've dreamed of. So visit me at www.allisonjacksonfitness.com to learn more and learn how I could help you feel better in your own skin.